Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University. And we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker. Every week, we talk about how to love ourselves, others, and a higher nature, how to improve our finances, career, health, relationships, and spirituality. And I have a very special guest today, uh, direct from New York City, Lane Moore. She's an award-winning comedian, writer, musician, uh, creator of the critically acclaimed Tinder Life. And she's also the front person of the band It Was Romance. Uh, she was a sex and relationship editor for Cosmopolitan and has appeared on the HBO show Girls. And she's the author of two interesting books, How to Be Alone and her most recent, You Will Find Your People. Welcome, Lane, to the show. Thank you so much. Now, uh, you talk in your book, and by the way, it's a very interesting book, I have it right here, uh, about uh, the idea of fictional friends and TV shows that they're always there for you. You meet them at the coffee shop every week, and they have been introduced to your spouse. But in real life, it's different. You say that in your real life, you might see them every six months, they text you, and maybe um, you're thinking, out oh, they're not going to come because I'm too tired to see them or something. So what, what's the difference in the, in the two approaches there? Um, well, what you mean by the two approaches? Do you mean the difference between TV and uh, Well, yeah, I mean, why, why do we have this one perspective and then the, you have another perspective, the real perspective? Yeah, I mean, so it's really just, um, it's just expectation versus reality, really. It, it's, we have the expectation that we've seen in media, in TV shows, that friendships are supposed to look one way. And so many of us in our real lives were realizing that they don't look that way, which is so much of why I wrote You Will Find Your People, because mm. we make it seem like friendship's really easy and it's actually building on. Exactly. And one of our missions at Love University is to help eradicate loneliness. And uh, I think that's one thing you're talking about as well. However, people in our current times with the pandemic and all that have become a little more in introverted or internal energy. And um, they stay home more. They may not go out as much. And people have fewer friends. So what do you say that in our society today? And even yourself, are you an internal energy person or external, would you say? Um, do you mean like, am I an introvert or an extrovert? For example, yes. Oh, no, I'm, I, I'm more of an introvert for sure. Okay. But what I'm asking is, uh, do you see that changing here in our society you know, with the pandemic and everything? It seems like people have become more internal. Do, do introverts need friends, for example? That's the that's good question. Of course question. they do. Yeah, everybody needs friends. Everybody needs community. It's just introverts and extroverts approach it in a different way, and they need friendship in a different way. There actually is uh, a whole chapter in this book where I talk about the difference in introverts and extroverts and how they go about friendship because it's just a different way. And if you have an introvert who tries to become friends with an extrovert, you're going to need different things. It's not that it can't happen. It's just you're going to need to approach it in a different way. Right. And, you know, there's something called social emotional selectivity. As we get older, we invest a certain amount of energy and, and friends. So we might have fewer friends as we get older, uh, yeah. as opposed to remember when you're younger, college dorms and things like that. Now, your book is interesting because you talk about different kinds of friends. You talk about a friend group's best friend. You also have one that's interesting that says, good on paper, better than nothing, where you should be friends with them, like maybe they're attractive or charming, but something's missing. What's missing with these kind of good on paper friends? Yeah, so with good on paper friends, those are the friends who you have and you're like, this should work. On paper, this is somebody I'd be friends with. This is someone I want to be friends with. This is someone who says they want to be friends with me. But in reality, there's something about it that's not clicking. You don't fully feel seen. You don't fully feel heard. You don't fully feel like the friendship's really working. You can't put your finger on it, but you know it's not working, which is so frustrating. Mm, I feel very sad. Now, why why this uh, very strong interest in you for friends? Did you grow up with friends? Or I'm, I'm an only child myself, so I, I kind mm -hmm. of identify, and also internal energy. How about yourself? 
was your uh, upbringing? Yeah. Um, so, well, I'll tell you, and I actually do happen to have it here. So this is actually, You Will Find Your People is actually my second book. Um, my Whoa. first book is actually called How to Be Alone, ah. uh, if you want to, and even if you don't. So the first book, really all about uh, loneliness and exploring, you know, the real potential power of being alone and finding joy in being alone, because we do look at loneliness as like the worst thing that, you know, and loneliness mm. is, but we look at being alone as the worst thing that could possibly happen. And right. for a lot of people, we're often finding ourselves alone more than we want to, maybe alone because people have heard us. So the first book, really exploring that and trying to see loneliness as potentially something that could bring us closer to our relationship with ourselves. And then once I did that work on myself and really became really comfortable being alone and yes began, you know, cultivating a relationship with myself and self-love and all of those things, mm -hmm. I wanted to find my people. And I realized, oh, there is no guidebook for that. And Look. we act like it's really easy. So I wanted to write everything I had learned about that. Yeah, I like your titles. Uh, they're kind of catchy. How to be alone. And then the other one, uh, my people, or my tribe, I guess you can say. Now, there's a classic movie you reference uh, when Harry met Sally. Yeah. And the question is, can men and women be friends? I mean, if there's romantic attraction or not. What's your take on that? Is that possible? That of, course possible. of course it's possible. Really? Yeah, it's possible. It's it's such a silly right. thing. What if one is attracted to the other and the other is not? So Can they still be friends? Actually put, I actually put a whole chapter in this book about that, what to do right. with in love with your friend. Because yes. you can be friends, but then that's when communication and boundaries, even within yourself, really becomes paramount in order to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, you know, friends to lovers, the uh, research shows that actually that's fairly, fairly common. People actually prefer that. The idea that you have this long-term friendship and then it evolves into the romance. Uh, so I, I think you touched on that as well. You think that's a, a, I mean, as opposed to just a stranger you meet on a blind date or something. Yeah, that's so much of what, of what that chapter is about too, that we talk about, you know, friends to partners as being the ideal, but we don't talk about how to do that in a healthy way. And I've been in so many situations like that where it was absolutely unhealthy. We didn't have good boundaries. It was messy. Uh, there is a right way to do that. And I think most of us uh, are doing it the wrong way. <laughs> I see what yeah. Yes. The other thing you're saying is uh, the thing about being friends with your exes. And that's interesting because people have you know, the emotional baggage, the memories, and then a you know, part of them may think, I want to maybe get back together possibly. Uh, with them. And you said that can be a, a tricky dynamic. Uh, what do you think of that part of it? Yeah. So, you know, being friends with your exes, we, we, again, it's, it's another aspect of friendship that we make it sound like it's really easy and it's not really easy at all. Um, and there is this kind of pressure to like, oh, well just stay friends with your exes. Like it's no big deal. But again, well, it's another thing where there's so much you need to know to navigate the situation in a healthy way. You have to be extra mindful. I don't think that's something that just happens uh, without that kind of communication and trust. And, you know, it's not as easy as, as we make it look on TV. No. You know, the word extra mindful, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess you said clear boundaries and communication. Yeah. Uh, now, the other thing is, I guess, how to break up with your friends. So you're yeah. kind of creating an analogy, almost like a romantic relationship kind of deal. So yeah. you have this close emotional bond, uh, empathy, and, and uh, all that trust. But then something happens. And you say that if you're happy less than 60% of the time, for example, uh, if you're maybe toxic people, you have trouble with them in an emotional way. Yeah. There's an interesting one. You say, if they hate everyone but you, isn't it great that they love you? Is that a reason to break up with a friend? 
Uh, wait, so which those, I think those are two questions. So what's the first question? Well, well, no, I, I mentioned the three, uh, the different categories. You said like, okay. if you're le 60% less happy and all that, but one of the things you said is if they only love you, but they hate everyone else, that yeah. could be a signal for a problem. Absolutely. You know, I used to, um, when I was younger, I, I really thought I would attract a lot of people who were like, oh, I don't like anybody, but I really like you. And I always thought that was the biggest compliment. And <laughs> I very quickly realized through many of these types of friendships, it's actually a warning sign. If they don't like anyone but you, uh -huh. every single time that happened to me, yes. they would find a reason to not like me. And it was very simple. It was very small. They're looking for a reason to not like people. And if there's only one person they decide they like. Right. Sometimes it's it's because it's somebody who is ultimately going to push you away anyway. Sure. Interesting. One of our popular shows was Are You Dating a Lunatic? And we talked about personality disorders. Uh, borderlines. <laughs> if you know the borderline between love they and hate, do. so uh, they yeah. love you, but then they hate you. Right? Yep. So they can turn on you later on if you're the one they love. Right? Yeah. So that's a very perceptive analysis. Absolutely. Um, now, the thing about how to be a great friend, I think that's kind of cool. And yeah. you talk about things like empathy, like bringing them, I guess, coffee or their favorite songs or something. Uh, one thing I do, I don't know if you've ever tried this, I, I do a reverse birthday. So on my birthday, I give gifts to people, to my friends. We're and nice. I think that they're a gift. So I kind of reverse it that way. Uh, yeah. so tell us about empathy. How do you work with that part with your friends? Um. So just with having empathy for your friends? or Right, yeah, because you said that's one of the great ways, uh, great aspects of being a friend. Yeah, it is. And we don't, you know, not everybody, I don't know, I think cultivates empathy. I think one of the best, I think, and empathy is a huge thing in, in your friendships. You know, something that came up in my friendships a lot is I had, I was experiencing things that they didn't understand or they hadn't been through and they, they didn't try to see it. I think a lot of times with people, um, you know, they tend to only empathize with what they have been through. And so if you have a friend who has had a pretty easy life or hasn't had very many struggles and they have a friend who's like really really struggling they kind of shut off they don't want to hear about it and i think that's so painful for the other person so it's okay if you haven't been through those things but being able to say to that person oh i can't even imagine what that must have been like that sounds so painful i don't even know you know like i, I think that's you know so much more powerful to communicate that than to just be like oh yeah that's not like, you know, we just dismiss people, other people who've been, you know, or yeah. struggling more than we are. Yes, exactly. Now, you also said things like uh, being vulnerable with your friend, knowing each other's weaknesses. And one thing interesting, you said, be able to fight with your friend. Because people say it's not good to fight, but you said it's a healthy conflict resolution is good with friendships. It is. And, and you know, I'm I'm very specific in the book talking about not like a screaming match, yelling match, because that's what so many of us think fighting is. And of course, that's not, that doesn't have to be what it is. I don't like yelling. I don't like anything like that. But, you know, uh, is it better to just bottle up all your emotions and then you never talk about any of the problems? Of course it's not. So there has to be, you know, I want to encourage people to have a happy medium there because so often with our friends, we don't ever want to bring anything up that's really going on. But in our romantic relationships, we know that we have to. So I really want people to start seeing friendships as a relationship it it needs this ending the same openness yeah i saw that you know the metaphor with the romantic and all that and it's interesting how it's like kind of bi-directional friends can become romantic romantic make become friends or you can be you know just friends now the yeah. final thing is interesting is people may ask especially internal introverts where do i meet friends and of course people say online and i think you said something like a dog park is kind of cool right if you yeah. have a dog it's your hat yeah. uh dog. is that a good place a dog park 
I recommend Doc Park so much. I feel like people are really open and friendly. I also really recommend um uh I really recommend people get uh get a dog, adopt a adopt a rescue dog because um there's a whole chapter in this book about how friends can be such beautiful bridges, especially really for introverts. Uh, have that 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 friendship with a with an animal, be able to do that. And then also when you go to the dog park, you're able to kind of be more extroverted than maybe you would be because you can talk people at the dog park it's such a great you know, you have a problem you know like going to somewhere and talking to someone at a bar it's so much easier to talk to somebody who your dog with, you know yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe have a title for you maybe your next book should be why my dog is my best friend and then uh, I, mean, I already <laughs> dedicated this book to her so oh you serious really oh what kind of dog do you have actually um she's a chihuahua mix Oh, okay. Chihuahuas are pretty. They're kind of feisty, but protective, but loyal at the same time. Yeah, she's. I have an extremely sweet Chihuahua. She's right. like everybody who meets her is just in yes. love with her. So it's, yeah. she's a very friendly lady. Well, yeah. uh, dogs give unconditional love, and that's rare among adult relationships. You find it between parent and child, or human and animal. So that's kind of nice. So rare. It's it's such a you know I I talk in the book about how much having this dog has has shifted the way that I interact with people and has opened me up so much more than I would have been just because of getting yes. that love from that animal. Definitely. Well, it's great having you on the show. I know you have to run some more, but um love to have you back. Maybe talk about Tinder dating. I know it's pretty cool, interesting topics. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to talk about Tinder Live. I know I'm actually right. about to go on tour tomorrow. So oh, I'm fantastic. Like, yeah, I'll that. I'll that. So where can people hear more about you, website, and your things that you do? Yeah, so um, all my social media is at Hello Lane Moore, and my website lanemore.org has all of the books and uh, tour dates and all that good stuff. Fantastic. Well, so Dr. Alex Avila, and I think uh, you know also be a friend to yourself. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned that, but perhaps you did. Oh, I, I mean, and that's so much of you know that's so much of both books. You know, how to be alone was really so much mm -hmm. of me learning how to be a better friend to myself and develop that friendship with yourself because. Yes. Then, you know, with the second book was so much of once you learn that, you're choosing better people. You're, yes. if you're a good friend to yourself. Then you're able to go, hey, you're not being as good of a friend to me as I am to me. It's a great bar to hold people up against, you know? It's so. yeah, perfect. Because our, our, our theme here is to love yourself, others, and a higher nature, whatever that might be. Absolutely. So I think uh, if you have the, the tri-directional model, you can be very happy and, uh, and find love. And I think uh, this is about love. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So much of it is, you know, and and kind of transmuting these ideas we have about like being alone is bad. No, it's not. There's something beautiful that can be found there. I'm struggling finding friendships. That's okay. There's something beautiful that can be found yes. there. So, yeah. Well, it's been a, a wonderful pleasure. Love to have you back on again. This is Dr. Alex Alvin with Love University. Until next time, put away your notebook, your iPad, your phones. Class is now dispensed. So that was a great interview live at the Los Angeles Book Festival at USC. We had an amazing time, and this is a great opportunity to interview these wonderful authors and people that have a message that's going to help others. So love university students. If you want to be on the show in the future or if you have a show idea and want to comment on today's show, you can reach us at 310-226-8090. You can write to us at loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. You can visit us at loveuniversitylove. You can also download the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Love Letter U Podcast. And you can also go to our YouTube channel, Love University. So until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila. It's time to put away your notebooks, your iPads, your phones, 
And class is now dismissed. Love yourself, others, and a higher nature. Until next time.